Hey everyone, and welcome back to another Scott True podcast here. Today, in honor of the football, college football season starting in approximately nine days from now, I'm going to do my yearly preview. I'm going to try to do a couple podcasts here. Um, I am going to try to do of course, I'm going to start out with uh, Michigan State. That's going to be this episode. I'm also going to do a Big Ten one and possibly even an overall one of all of college football. So look for those coming up in the next couple days. But as for right now, let's jump into the 2019 season for the Michigan State Spartans. <laughs> All right, so let's start out with going over the Michigan State football schedule, and we'll jump right into the predictions. So, in nine days from now, they play Tulsa under the lights at Spartan Stadium. Seven o'clock. I'll be there. So they play a Tulsa team. Tulsa was three and nine last year. Going off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure they were three and nine last year. Didn't have that great a year, and obviously last year, um, everyone knows we did not live up to our expectations or anywhere close to what we should have been. And you know, you never like to blame anything on injuries, but I mean, when a team gets beat up that bad and is so injury riddled the whole season, you know, I. I remember even sitting at the first game last year versus Arizona State, and I forget who went down. Can't even remember, but I was just like, "This is not, this is not good." And then, um, like, I have a bad feeling about this for the season, even though it was still only the first week. I just got that feeling sitting there in that stadium, and then, you know. When Utah State goes on and scores that touchdown with like 4.50 left in the game and we're down by one, I was like, oh, geez, like, you know, this isn't starting out as, you know, last year how I predicted them to have a a perfect season, you know. And, you know, I think it was rightfully so. I'll I'll still stand by my uh, picks and opinions from last year. Um, I believe I was obviously being a little bit of a homer, you know, them being my favorite team and rooting for them. But, you know, I think that that was a, I think that was a realistic thing. I know a lot of people say that it's not, but every single game they were in it in the fourth quarter and within a touchdown. So even though a lot of people are making it seem like another drop off and stuff like that, I don't, I don't see it as that. I think, you know, when you lose so many guys and, you know, I've even heard some of the guys coming out of camp say that the energy is so much better this year than it was last year. I mean, when you just see, keep seeing guy after guy go down with devastating injuries, you know, it's kind of hard to get yourself up and, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> this is, we were you know, expecting a, another Big Ten championship, uh, a New Year's Six Bowl, college football playoff berth, potentially. 
you know, but, you know, stuff happens as we saw last year, but, you know, I'm optimistic about this year, um, you know, but so let's just jump, jump right into my, I'll admit, maybe a little crazy, but on the other hand, maybe not so crazy predictions for the 2019 season. So like I think I already introduced it, next Friday versus Tulsa, 8.30. Uh, 7 o'clock start, Spartan Stadium, under the lights. Excited to be back there. Um, I got Michigan State winning that game 34-10. to 10. Um, Oh, also, I guess I should mention, I should have mentioned this before, but what I'm going to be doing is I'm basically going to be briefly describing it and then giving what I think the headline would be like the next day, you know, or after the game. So I got them beating Tulsa 34-10. to 10. I think the I think the headline will be Brian Lewerke, offense bounce back after shaky start, defense dominate as usual. So thirty four to ten, I think I think this will be a close game early on. You know, we never we never come out swinging. The last time I remember us coming out swinging like super hard and where we blew a team out. The last time I can remember off the top of my head is. Maybe we did in 15, I can't remember, but 14, I think, versus Jacksonville State. That was, like, the last time I remember us, you know, coming out and getting a big win. I think we were up, like, 35 or 42 or something to nothing at halftime. But that's the last I remember that uh, we came out swinging. So that's kind of a mantra for us that we usually don't come out. Um and beat these teams that we're supposed to beat easily. We like to make everything close, but um, I think they'll pounce back, and I don't think it'll be uh, with the new offense that Brad Salem has put in. And, you know, I think that they won't – once they start getting in rhythm, I think they'll let it keep going because as much as you try not to listen, you do hear that noise. So they heard all that noise last year and all offseason and even this – you know, coming into August about people still doubting whether they can, you know, turn this thing around or not. But I think they'll struggle a little bit early offensive wise and, you know, um, but defense will be stout and um, maybe give up an early touchdown. But after that, hold them to a field goal the rest of the way and 34 to 10. I think a pretty big game for them and, you know, reestablish themselves as the program that they've come to be over the last uh, 13 years with Mark D'Antonio at the helm for them, uh, for Michigan State. Then the following Saturday, they host Western Michigan again. Um, They've kind of been flipping back and forth the last couple years versus Western and Central. So this will be a good game, another night game, 7.30 start. I got Michigan State winning this one 31-7. I think it, the defense is a little bit more sharp, and the offense, I think, comes out clicking right away. Um, and, you know, this one's kind of more just like a steady, you know, got that first game jitters out of your way where, you know, struggle a little bit and then try to prove yourself a little bit. But you don't want to get give everything away in these non-conference games, you know. Uh, so... I think that the offense will come out firing, but then steady its way in and score a couple touchdowns 
in the second half, but I think uh, the real damage will be done uh, in the first half. Um, so yeah, thirty-one to seven. I got the headline being Lewerke contains uh, continues his bounce back with defense continuing its domination. Western Michigan returns its kickoff. So yeah, yeah. So I think that um, the defense. Um, you know, starting out last year, defense was pitching a shutout for the first couple weeks, you know. Um, or, no, 2017, defense was pitching a shutout for the first couple games. And then, uh, you know, I think that kind of continues. I do think they give up a touchdown versus Tulsa, though. But Western, I think it's only a kickoff return. Uh, kind of how similar to 2017, like what the game was. But um, I think we score. uh few more points than uh the 28 to 14 victory back in 2017 so i got them moving to 2 and 0 right there then the game that i think a lot of people are looking forward to i know i'm looking forward to is 9 14 versus arizona state a rematch from last year that really started to kind of well i think the um utah state game kind of started cracking a little bit, but the Arizona State game was really um, starting of the backbreaking of last year and the hopes of last season. You know, we still controlled our own destiny because we didn't end up losing the Utah State game, but after we after we gave up that Arizona State game, you know, then we lose to Northwestern, um, you know, and then then we lose Michigan, and then eventually Ohio State, and then Nebraska was down there, and then it kind of just kept rolling from there. Um, but I think this is a rematch game. This is the game that everyone is rumoring, and there's chatters about that we're supposed to be wearing the our brand-new neon jerseys, uh, which I'm actually a big fan of. I know a lot of people are, and they don't like, don't aren't and don't like them, but... I'm actually a really big fan of them. I like them. I like different. I I like the bright green uh, neon basketball jerseys uh, when we had them a couple years ago. Um, I even even though we always play bad in them, the black and neon basketball jerseys that we have currently, I still like those. But going to this game uh, versus Arizona State at home. Uh, I think uh, we pull this one out 24-9, to moved to 3-0 on the season. The headline I got reading, revenge for MSU in East Lansing. Lewerke rushes for two touchdowns, throws for one. So there, and then um, I believe that uh, for the second straight game, defense does not allow a touchdown, uh, give up three field goals. You know, offense not as sharp as the first two games, but Arizona State is a better team in my opinion than Tulsa and Western um so that's why I think that uh <laughs> two game 30 scoring streak to start the season uh ends but we continue at three and oh and now now that after going three and oh that's the first step uh winning the non-conference and then now it's into big 10 play and we start out right away, and, you know, I looked ahead to next year's schedule as well. 
and we actually open up against these guys. We open up at home versus Northwestern next year. That is going to be a crazy game. That's going to be a crazy tough game. But I kind of like it, and I'm also a fan of what they were talking about, making Penn State a part of our rivalry rivalry week, um, like you know most of the games are in terms of Ohio State versus Michigan, Alabama Auburn, um, you know all those big games that are played the last week of the season, making that versus Penn State, uh, you know instead of you know we usually play them the end of October. Uh, sometime in October, beginning of November, but I'm a fan of having it the last week of the season. And, you know, us being a, uh, in my opinion, top three, uh, program in MSU or sorry, in the big 10, I believe that we need a, a big rivalry game that last week as well. Um, you know, obviously people will always blow up the OSU, um, UM game, but I think our game can maybe eventually compete with that down the road. Um, you know, you know, playing for that land grant trophy, it's, um, you know, this, uh, oh, versus Penn state has always been a good rivalry, but you know, people always just blow up that game because, uh, all the history there in terms of, uh, Ohio state and Michigan. But I think Penn state, I think Penn state is like, I think they're like our third rival, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, Michigan, and then I've got to put Ohio State, too, and then Penn State. But I think that would still be good. Um, good for college football, good for the Big Ten, uh, good for both schools. So so anyway, but we open up on the road. Our first road game and our first Big Ten game is on the road at Northwestern. And this almost reminds me of two years ago when our first road game and our first Big Ten game was also on the road, and it, but it was versus Michigan. I think we can have somewhat of a similar result in terms of getting a win out of this, this game. I got us winning 38-24. to 24. Um, So, okay, so let me just jump into the, um, the headline for this game. I, I said that throwback to last time at Northwestern, Shootout till the fourth when the working offense score 14 unanswered. Um, and then I'll also add in there and defense uh, remains stout in the fourth to shut down Northwestern. Uh, so I think, yeah, another shootout, not quite as high as last time, but I just, uh, the reason it got so high last time in the high 40s, I think it was like 42, 49 or something like that. But the reason it got so high was, because of uh, the overtimes, I believe it was two or three overtimes. Um, I don't think it gets that high this time because I don't think we go into overtime. Uh, you know, defense stands up, uh, seniors step up in the fourth quarter and, you know, get this thing done and move to 4-0 and and 1-0 and in the Big Ten. On to the fo- next week, uh, homecoming versus... Indiana. I think this will be an interesting game. Um, I remember uh, it was two years ago that um, it was also homecoming uh, and we played Indiana. Um, and I I think it's going to be, if I remember the score right, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same exact score as last time. I got us beating Indiana 21-7, to uh, moving to 5-0. and 
uh, defense. Almost pitch a shutout. Indiana scores late. Yeah, I basically think, you know, this kind of just a typical Mark D'Antonio, Michigan State game. You know, controlling the clock, controlling the game, uh, getting a couple scores in there, and then defense, you know, continuing to shut them out, and then, but kind of get a garbage time, late touchdown, try to make it interesting with an onside kick, but uh, got us moving to 5-0, and 2-0 and in the Big Ten, and then really it kind of starts with Northwestern, but this is... The following week is really when the gauntlet of the schedule comes up. And it starts with Ohio State because we got Ohio State, Wisconsin. Then we have a bye week and then Penn State. Um, So that's really a really tough three games in a row. I don't think anyone, I don't know anyone in the country that's going to have three tougher games with two of them on the road than, than than those three right there in that stretch. But versus Ohio State, I think I think this is going to be a highly contested game. Obviously, it's supposed to be a night game, seven o'clock or seven thirty, at Ohio State. So I think that'll make it tough. But you know, when I do my Big Ten podcast, that'll also it'll also kind of shed light on what I think about Ohio State. Um, I won't get in too much to there, but I guess maybe. I know they're Ohio State, but and I know Ryan Day's been there as an assistant to Urban Meyer, but first year transfer quarterback. You know, I just um, I'm pretty sure they lost their running back for the year too. Um, I'll have to look that up. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I thought that I remember that being a being a headline a little while back. So obviously, you don't wish to see that or hope for that or anything. But, you know, if they lose their uh, running back, then, you know, he's uh, that's a really good uh, – he's a really good player, and he can really control a game, um, uh, you know, even though we're, we're the number one rush defense in the country. But, but going down to Ohio State, I got us pulling it off. I do. 28-27 to 27 with the headline reading, blocked first quarter, extra point, proves pivotal with final minute touchdown for MSU to propel the Spartans to 6 and 0. So basically, I think that you know Ohio State's leading 27-21 in the final minute and I think Michigan State's able to get it in there for a touchdown and but dating back to the first quarter, I think a blocked extra point proves pivotal and I believe that we end up pulling out the victory with the extra point by Coglin. And 6-0, 3-0 in the Big Ten. Um, you know, that, that one kind of gives me feels of the 2015 win that we had there. You know, we still haven't really got the sour taste out of our mouth from uh, 17. And even last year, we had chances to win that game, as we had chances to win every game last year. But, um, you know, stuff happens. and. I think we pull it out this year, move to 6-0, and 3-0 in the Big Ten. And then we move to Wisconsin. Wisconsin is going to be an interesting game, in my opinion. Um, 
I think this is really going to – if we can win this game, I think this will really decide the direction of which way our season's going. Because no matter what happens in Ohio State, I'll just say this off the top of my head. I think the two pivotal games for us are obviously Michigan and Ohio State. Those are the two games. And then I think the two sort of swing games that can kind of, you know, determine which way our season is going to go, depending on those two results, are Wisconsin and Penn State. And it just so happens that we play those games back to back um, and kind of bookended sort of we have a couple weeks in between Penn State and Michigan, but we only have one game due to a bye week. But I think it starts with Wisconsin because I think Wisconsin, I think at this point they'll be rolling. Um, I'm pretty high on Wisconsin um, in that uh, West division. I think they'll be rolling. I think this will be a tough game. Their running back is – the best running back in the country, uh, and Jonathan Taylor, you know, uh, had a rough season last year, but I think they'll get back to being what they are and what we expect out of Wisconsin in terms of, you know, it was always, Wisconsin was always on the other end of the Big Ten championship game. It was either Wisconsin or Nebraska. Um, You know, Northwestern obviously got there last year. So going to the game, I think we go down to Madison, over to Madison, whatever whatever you want to do with it. I think we pull it out 17-14 to 14 with the headline reading, Matt Coughlin, game-winning field goal, takes Sparks to 3-0 on the gauntlet of a road trip, and 4-0 in the Big Ten, 7-0 overall. I think they can do it. I truly believe that that is, you know, referring to the gauntlet of the schedule. Um, I took that back to the Northwestern because that's, I think that's obviously going to be a highly contested game as they've had our numbers the last few years. Um, You know, but I think we pull it off. I think we can go down there and if we can, if we don't let Jonathan Taylor beat us, uh, too much, then I think that this is possible. I think if Jonathan Taylor is able to run on us versus the number one de- rush defense and number one defense, in my opinion, in the country, then it could be diff- a different outcome. But I'm saying we pull it out and are able to hold them late and get a game-winning field goal similar to – Ohio State from 2015, Penn State from 2017, that kind of similar feel right there. Then after a bye week, we move to a home game, big home game, our biggest home game of the year versus Penn State for the Land Grant Trophy. This is always a tightly uh, contested game. You know, we won this game last year at Penn State when a lot of people didn't give us any chances. And, you know, this was the game that 
Lewerke got hurt, and that's when everything started to turn around because we still had everything in front of us because at this point we had only, at the Penn State game last year, we had only lost to Arizona State, and then we had also lost to Northwestern. But we still controlled the East. We still controlled our destiny in the East in terms of, you know, we played Penn State, we played Michigan still, and we still played Ohio State. So if we beat those three, you know, we still, you know, need needed some help along the way, but we still had the opportunities. We had opportunities until the Ohio State game, and then that's when everything was cut off. You know, it was a lot well, wild shots at opportunities, but uh, but Penn State, uh, I think they'll come in and they'll contest. But you know, they're kind of in a. I don't think they'll have a bad year. Uh, but they're kind of, you know, no Trace McSorry, no Saquon, no, um, um, for the life of me, I can't think of their running back from last year. Um, he was really good too. Not Saquon like, but he was still really good. But I think they're kind of in a transitional year, um, uh, trying to find the next running back, trying to find the next quarterback. And, you know, I think they'll still be a really good team. Uh, but I got us winning that 35 to 27. Uh, headline being MSU continues to roll 8-0, 4-0. The Big Ten goes 3-0 in last three years versus Penn State. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one for me. Um, you know, I think that's really important if we can, uh, you know, get this win. Uh, you know, and I think 3-0 in the last three years versus Penn State is something to say because they've been they've been consistently ranked the last three years and they've been a really good team the last three years. And I think that just shows, um, you know, even though um, a lot of people may doubt us that, you know, we have controlled our rivalry games and, you know, obviously being the last, well, the last three years being one and two against Michigan and, uh, 0-3 versus Ohio State. Um, it's good that, um, or I'm sorry, the last, well, I'll just refer this to, yeah, I'll add in this year. So we wouldn't have played Michigan yet. So we would be 1-2 one in, one in versus Ohio State and 3-0 and versus Penn State if these play out as I think they will. But, you know, I think that's, that's important. And, um, uh, kind of put the rest of the Big Ten and the rest of the nation on notice, I think, if uh, they're not already, um, which they should be at this point. But we don't really care because I think we thrive on disrespect. So, and so don't get me wrong, I'm making all these predictions, but this is coming from a Michigan State fan, you know, who's confident that we can walk in and win at any game in any arena. I don't care where we're at Death Valley, Happy Valley, if we're in Alabama. Um, Ohio State, the the Michigan Stadium. I don't care where we're at. I think we can walk in and win because uh, defense travels. Defense travels. We have the number one defense in the country, number one rush defense in the country. So, you know, offense holds up its end of the – holds up its end of the bargain and, you know, can do some special things. Uh, so moving on to after another bye week um, – we play Illinois at home. I got us winning this game, but I got this one 
you know, this uh, potential trap game, really. I got us winning this one, though, in a really tight game, which it should not be, um, which I'm sure a lot of people will give us fault for and, you know, talk about. But I got us winning it 17 to 16. With the headline being, potential trap game almost gets ugly, but defense makes last stand and Coglin seals it with 47 seconds left. Head to Ann Arbor, 9-0 and 5-0 and in the Big Ten. So this is the big one. That's why it's a potential trap game. You know, Penn State behind you. And then, you know, potentially, um, you know, looking forward to Ann Arbor. But, um, you know, that's why I think the score is possibly so tight. But I think the seniors are able to get them to focus. Because I think this is a game that I almost picked Illinois to upset us. And they would have been really bad. And, you know, it would have... You know, Illinois is obviously nowhere near as good as we are or, um, you know, they're not in the top tier of the Big Ten schools, in my opinion. And, you know, if we if we had a younger team and we were in this position, if this was last year and we had this record and we were going to Ann Arbor afterwards and had the same schedule, um, I think with a younger team, I think that they would probably lose this game. But I think us being very senior, junior heavy, you know, especially at the important positions in terms of, you know, having a senior quarterback in Brian Lewerke, having a senior Mike linebacker in Joe Bocci, and a senior uh, um, defensive end in Kenny Willekes, you know, I think that really helps. And also a defensive tackle in Raycon Williams, who is also a senior. I think that helps, um, you know, get them ready and not focus. Uh, you know, that's why I think the offense isn't as sharp because there's there's a little bit on the offensive line, but, you know, Brian is the unquestioned, you know, senior leader on that offense. But I got us squeaking it out 17 to 16 and then move into Ann Arbor first the scum of Michigan, U of M. So, obviously every year this is the most talked about game, most looked forward to game every year, and everything that went down last year, you know, they still don't want to consider as a rival. doesn't really matter, you know. We know what this game means means to us and means to the state. So, uh, you know, uh, always got to get up for this game. In Ann Arbor, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I'm excited. I'm actually going to be there this year with my uncle. So, um, it'll be I'll be one of the one of the few green jerseys that you see in there. But um, I think. I think this will be another defining game of this season, um, as this game usually is. Um, so I believe that it is for both sides. You know, uh, Michigan hasn't beat Ohio State in the game that they consider define their season, and I don't even know how many years. This is the game that defines both of our seasons. You know, this is the game. Plain and simple. This is the game. Um, I think we go down there. 
I think, um, you know, that they have a good defense. They have a pretty good offense as well. Um, you know, I think that we're going to need our defense to be the best unit on the field to win, sort of like it was in 2017 when we pulled out the 14-10 to 10 victory. I got us going down there. The hour drive, 60, 70 miles, whatever it is. I got us winning 17 to 10. Headline reading, defense, heart, timely passes, and a Coughlin field goal propel Spartans over hated rival 70 miles east. D'Antonio improves to 9-4 and four against, quote-unquote, them, and 9 out of 12. This is a big game. I just, even just talking about it, I'm excited for this game, not trying to look forward. This game is still three months away, uh, you know from when I'm doing this podcast sitting right here, uh, just under three months actually. But this is the game that you point to every year. Um, no, you point to it every year. Point to it. I got us winning 17-10, to 10, moving to 10-0. 7-0 in the Big Ten, moving into the last two games with both could be, both could be potential trap games. Um, you know, and need our senior leaders to step up. Following Saturday, at Rutgers, another potential trap game. I got us winning that one, 27-14, however. Headline, potential trap game, again, doesn't catch the Spartans. Now, one step closer to Indy, playoffs. Yeah, I think this is basically just... You know, Rutgers kind of just hangs around, but defense is stout. And then offense kind of kicks it in in the fourth quarter and, you know, late third, early fourth quarter and, you know, takes us home and, you know, propels us to 11-0. and Then senior night at home for the talented, illustrious defense, Brian Lewerke on offense, other pieces as well. You know, Joe Bocci, Kenny Willits, Kiss, and Raekwon Williams talking about the defense. They're playing. We're playing Maryland. The last game of the year. I got us winning 17-13. to 13. Headline, seniors make one last statement at home. Go out right. Celebrate perfect season. Going to Indy for the fourth time in its eight years of existence. Seeking its third title. Finished 13-0 and 10-0 and in the Big Ten. Did I say? Yep. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm not right. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Sorry. I totally wrote my notes wrong. Finishing 12-0 and and 9-0 and in the Big Ten. I can totally do math, and I totally follow everything that is to do with um, uh, Michigan State and Big Ten football. But uh, yeah, that was that was great. Um, but yeah, so twelve and zero, nine and zero, 
seeking third title in its eight years of existence and fourth appearance. Um, yeah, I think this is basically just one of those, another one of those Mark D'Antonio, Michigan State specials, grind it out, uh, grab a couple touchdowns and a, uh, a field goal. And, you know, hold the defense or hold the other team to a field goal. And now we're moving into the Big Ten Championship. Um, I'll get into more specifics when I do my Big Ten podcast. However, I got Big Ten Championship versus Wisconsin. I think they'll come out of the West. Um, I'll explain how close I think that'll be and how close the East always is every year. Um, in that next podcast, so make sure you check that out when it comes out. Big Ten Championship versus Wisconsin, I got us winning that 24-20. to 20. With the headline reading, missed, missed extra point by Wisconsin forces them to go for touchdown instead of tie or overtime. Spartans captured third Big Ten title in four tries since its existence onto the college Football playoff. This will be a big game, a rematch of earlier in the season when we beat them 17-14. to I think somewhat similar game, but a little bit more scoring, I guess. Um, you know, just being at the end of the season, being indoors, stuff like that. You know, I don't think... You know, the Wisconsin game, it being, you know, it's the middle of October. It could be a little brisk out there in Wisconsin, but nothing crazy, I don't think, although you never know. But, you know, I think a little more easier to fly around there. Um, offense scores a little more points, uh, another touchdown. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we do it. I have confidence. But on to the college football playoff, and I'll just – Briefly, I will briefly, after we take a quick break, I will briefly give you my bracket of what I think the college football playoff will look like, and then we'll get into the college football playoff. Okay, we are back here. Now, as I said, winning the Big Ten Championship put us into the college football playoff. And now let me briefly, uh, just real brief, because I'm going to go into it in another podcast, what I believe the college football playoff will look like. Uh, Bracket, I think it will be number one seed playing the number four seed. I think it'll be Clemson versus Oklahoma. And then on the other side, I think number two seed uh, have to give it because of the perfect season and the conference championship. I think number two seed, Michigan State versus number three, Alabama, chance for revenge from 2015's existence in the college football playoff. But so we'll just jump right into that game. So college football semis versus Alabama. A rematch of the 2015 game where we lost, what, 30-0. to zero. I'm sure a Michigan fan wants to comment and remind us of that score. I try to put that game out of my memory. But, you know, we've been there, at least. It's been us in Ohio State, the only two Big Ten schools, right? So, 
you know, that game didn't go how we wanted it to go, but, you know, you remember it, but you learn from it, I move on. Um, as a program, uh, you know, obviously a couple guys still left on the team from that 2015 game. Um, but, you know, this team really always talks about wanting to make its own legacy. You know, a lot of those guys that were on that team were obviously like redshirt freshmen at the time. So they do have a Big Ten championship ring and, you know, the college football uh, playoff stuff, you know, whatever they got for making it there. But they want to build their own legacy. They don't want to just be, you know, getting a free ring and everything for being a redshirt freshman on that team, uh, which I know that's how some of them feel. Um, well, most of them feel that we're on that team, uh, that were redshirt freshmen at the time. So, uh, they get their own big 10 championship ring and have their own college football playoff appearance for themselves, not as a redshirt freshman. So college football semis versus Alabama. I got a getting revenge 27, 21 controlling it a little more, scoring more points, offense, you know, improves. It's been on the stage before, not this offense, but offense in general in terms of personnel and coaching. So I think, obviously, Alabama has been there every year, but I think that that helps narrow the gap. And then I think our defense is better. So I think that can help create a turnover, maybe even a defensive score. Uh to help us in that. But I got the score being 27-21, headline reading, Sparty Gets Revenge from 2015 on to the national championship. So college football finals, national championship, I got us versing Clemson. I think they'll take down Oklahoma on that other side of the bracket. This will be obviously a really tough game. Versing Clemson and those boys, Trevor Lawrence, you know, uh, still retooling after a lot of def- losing a lot of defensive guys last year. I think their offense will be better than their defense this year. However, um, so I think that, but it'll be hard for even our number one defense in the country, number one rushing defense. You know, I think Trevor Lawrence, I think um, he'll have a good day uh, versus us. Um, however, start playing the fight song boys and girls, because I got us winning 45-42 to on a game-winning field goal with four, no, 16 seconds left. With 16 seconds left, I got us hitting a game-winning field goal for Matt Coglin. you know, getting the big dogs in Clemson. Headline reading, victory for MSU. Spartans' perfect season takes out the big dog, Clemson, and defending champ. Sparty proves all doubters wrong that they belong. They belong. So, yeah, I think this will be a pretty high-scoring game. Um, You know, I think our offense will start kind of slow, uh, you know, being on the stage, but I think they'll settle in in the second quarter um, and play a little catch-up, and I think defense is able to hold them off uh, for a little bit in that second quarter to allow us to catch up, because I think that they'll come out quick, like 14 nothing, maybe even 21 nothing. but I think defense is able to 
pulled them down a little bit in that second to let us get close and then, you know, getting the ball outside out of half. Um, I think that that, uh, you know, would be big and then going down and scoring and making it a tight back and forth game, but then uh, relying on its defense, a late defensive stop, I think sets it up to uh, give uh, Lewerke and the offense a chance to lead it down to get into field goal range. And then Coglin for the national championship with 16 seconds left. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and his big arm, obviously still have a chance, uh, you know, getting the ball back 16 seconds, you know, after the kick, probably like 14 or so, depending on if they return it. But, um, you know, getting knocked down almost similar to the Michigan game in 2017. Um, you know, knocking it down, uh, going for a perfect season, um, as Clemson did last year, um, you know, and going 15 and 0. I got it. I know it's similar to last year, but. You know, if we can avoid the injury bug, this is possible. And don't get me wrong. If you're not a Michigan State fan, please keep bringing all that disrespect in. It's hashtag disrespect season. Please keep bringing it all in. I'll be the first to admit that a lot of these games that I picked um, can all go the opposite way. Completely. You know, an injury happens or execution can go the opposite way, and stuff can start going sideways. And when it starts going sideways, it starts going sideways quick. But I have confidence in D'Antonio and his staff and his feel for the situation to just reshuffle instead of starting over. Got confidence in them. I have confidence in Lewerke. Um, I picked him to be a Heisman last year. I want to make that same prediction. I think he'll be there. I think he'll be there. However, I think that Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, I think he'll be there as well. And I think they'll have a perfect season. And Clemson being Clemson and them getting the more media attention, they'll probably give it to him. But I think where he will be just as deserving. I think he'll be there, though. I think he'll be there, though. So I've but also I have confidence in. Uh, Lewerke as well. Confidence in this defense and the seniors on this defense uh, and the leaders on this defense and Lewerke leading this offense. You know, good special teams and Coglin and Hartbarger. Um, you know, I think we can do really special things. I think I'm going to just give real quick as we're bringing this podcast to an end, I want to just say the five games, four to five games I'm really looking at um, as swing games for us. I think there's no question in my mind that there is seven games that we should win. So there's seven games that we should win and we should be favorites in for no question, like no question. But I'm going to give you these five games, which you already probably know, and I've probably already talked about in this podcast, but Northwestern, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan. 
those five games, the big games to look at. I think we can go five and zero in those games, uh, adding up to obviously five and seven, twelve, perfect season. I think that that can add up to that. However, I also know that those seven and zero, those seven games aren't guaranteed. Those seven games are not guaranteed. You know, it that can also be seven and zero can also be six and one in there if we let it let down and five and zero. In those five games, could also be 0 and 5 or 1 and 4 or 2 and 3, 3 and 2, 4 and 1 even. You know, and a lot could ride on that. You know, the one loss could be the difference between Indianapolis and, you know, a New Year's Six Bowl or New Year's Eve Bowl. So I'll be the first to admit that. But I just have confidence all the way around in this program. And I'm looking forward to being back in Spartan Stadium next Friday as we host Tulsa. Um, Super excited to get there. Tailgate in the stadium with 75,000 people screaming, go green, go white. Um, victory for MSU. I can't wait for that. Um, but I'm excited for this season, excited for college football, and I'm optimistic about this team and what we can do. Um, offense bouncing back and defense, I think even topping, I know that they're interested and trying to top what they did last year. I think that that's a possibility. Um, and it's very doable. But anyway, I will end it here. So once again, my prediction, Michigan State National Champions, perfect season, Big Ten champs, Big Ten East champs, national champs. Um, I hope all these predictions come true. Uh, Whoever knows, as you guys know from last year, it went the complete opposite way. So you never know. But let me guys know if you guys like this format. Go ahead and tweet me at ScottTroop16. Go check out my YouTube channel, uh, ScottTroop16 on YouTube. Go ahead and check it out or just search me up, ScottTroop. But thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. And as always, go, go, go green.